A dreary, cold Tuesday here in Norman, America today. Welcome in, everybody. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here with you in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios today. Good to have you along. Hour number one presented by Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That furnace isn't working right right now. You're going to be in some trouble because it's getting cold. It's already cold today. And it's going to get cold again this weekend as well. You can trust Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Parker Thune, that uh, championship game last night was not much fun. Well, it was actually really fun for the first 50 minutes of action. Then the last 10 were just completely one-sided. Yeah. I had high hopes. I know. I thought we were going to get an exciting finish between Washington and Michigan. And then the Wolverines just decided to pour it on. 34-13, Michigan wins it, and Michigan did it with uh, superior line play. That they did. They got some help from the Stripes as well. Mm, yeah, that is no definitely doubt. Number undeniable. 73, stop holding. And one of them did not look like a hold at all, but uh, Washington didn't get the break there. Uh, they were all over Michael Penix Jr. last night. He was under pressure, under duress all night long. Uh, you know, he was great against Texas, but any really good quarterback that's under pressure is not going to be as good. We know that, and Michael Penix Jr. wasn't last night. Rushing yards, Michigan had 303. Washington had 46. Some of that sacks, obviously, but both Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards over 100 yards apiece. They were able to run the football. Washington couldn't run the football despite uh, Washington had the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, but Michigan's D-line Pretty much dominated the game. And Jim Harbaugh gets his national championship. How do you feel about that? On the one on the one hand, I feel good for Jim Harbaugh. Why? Because, well, he took that Michigan job with the express intention and purpose of bringing a national title back to his alma mater, and he accomplished that. However, <laughs> whether he likes it or not, and no matter what is true and what isn't, this is always going to be a national title that everybody outside of the Michigan fan base tainted. always puts the asterisk oh, next yeah. to. Oh, yeah. There's a maize and blue cloud hanging over it. Well, it's really a black cloud, but you know what I'm saying. And, you know, the Connor Stallions thing, it looks really, really uh, questionable, obviously. But Jim Harbaugh, there's something wrong there also. I think he's a little bit insane, Jim Harbaugh. How so? Just the post-game interviews, there's something wrong with his medulla oblongata. Explain. Well, he just seems like he's, I don't know, he's like a at a Pink Floyd concert in the early 70s or something. And that's something that you're not sympathetic to? I mean, I would love to be at a Pink Floyd, you know, Gilmore Waters era, maybe even Sid Barrett era. But he just seems like he's out there in outer space to me. He doesn't seem that way to you? I mean, maybe it's the CTE. Yeah. But I don't know. He's your national champion. By the, the way, being. so now you look at Blue Bloods Natty Droughts. All right. And most of the lists that you see have eight Blue Blood schools. Nebraska's still on there. Are they one right now? No. But they, they have been a Blue Blood. Let's talk about the historical Blue Bloods. You know, you've got Michigan, Ohio State, Bama, Oklahoma, Texas, USC, Nebraska, Notre Dame. Those eight are the most frequently mentioned blue bloods, and I would agree. Now, we can go with some new bloods, too, and get to that list here in a minute. But 
of those eight schools, the Sooners are third on the national championship drought list. Notre Dame, 1988, Nebraska, 1997, then Oklahoma, 2000. After that, USC 2004, Longhorns 2005, Ohio State 2014, Bama 2020, and Michigan now is off that list. Michigan uh, would have been right there with Nebraska. It was 1997, right? The last they time they split the championship that year. Yes, they yes. did. Wait, hang on, Steely. You're telling me you don't consider the fighting Texas Aggies a blue blood? I didn't even put them on the new blood list either. <laughs> so if you look at that list, Oklahoma's third on that list of eight teams. Now let's throw in LSU, Georgia, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, uh, Penn State, Florida, Tennessee, and Auburn. All right, that'll get us to 17. Tracking. And the uh, Sooners would be fifth on that list out of 17. So of, of the eight, the eight historical Blue Bloods, uh, Notre Dame and Nebraska – have longer droughts in Oklahoma. Of the 17, Penn State would be number one on that list. Penn State winning in 86 when they beat Miami. Then it would be Notre Dame, uh, Tennessee, uh, which would have been 1998, and Nebraska, which was, uh, well, it would have been uh, Nebraska and then Tennessee. But in other words, this, this has been too long. We all know that for the University of Oklahoma. 23 years is too long. And you can talk about... You know, the uh, the game in 2002, you've got to play LSU in New Orleans. That's a very difficult task. Sooners had a great chance to win that game, just couldn't make the plays down the stretch to get it done. Uh, but, you know, you got to play them in New Orleans. Uh, USC, you throw out, they get their butts kicked. Mark Bradley fumble, whatever. All of that stuff, they lose in Miami. And then they have to play Florida in Miami in 2008. So two of those four natty appearances in the uh, BCS and college football playoff era – you also beat Florida State in Miami. The Sooners had difficult road environments to play in, particularly, I thought, in New Orleans. But why is that? What do you think the main reason is why Oklahoma is third on that list of eights and fifth on that list of 17? Because 23 years is too long. What do you guys think? It's 405 all, 651 I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, Steely. It's all Mule Shoes' fault. Uh, yeah, most of it, yes, but that's certainly part of it. But, you know, some of it, again, is where you have to play a championship game, and I, the first one I point to is LSU in the Superdome Yep, back in the day. Uh, because, you know, LSU hadn't won a national championship in forever. They're trying to win one. They're right there, you know, in New Orleans, and the Sooners still had an excellent chance to win that game. Is it – Dominant defensive lineman. Is it Oklahoma going to more of a finesse offense? You know, Can, I don't know. But 23 I, years is too long for OU. Is it too trivial, too simplistic to simply say that a lot of it just has to do with chance? Because, look, getting to a national championship, let alone winning one, is a very difficult thing to do. And yet, in stark contrast to a couple of the teams that you mentioned also having long droughts as Blue Blood institutions, Notre Dame, for instance, Nebraska, Oklahoma has been there in recent years. They've had chances. Even within those championship games, they have had chances. Look at the last time Nebraska played for a title in 2002, they got shellacked. The last time Notre Dame played for a title in 2012, they got shellacked. Oklahoma has been there. 
several times since their last national championship in 2000. And, okay, yeah, you look at the USC game. It was pretty clear that the Trojans were the best yeah, in the country. Yeah, you no doubt. You weren't hanging with that team, and the Sooners certainly didn't. I, but that if LSU Mark Bradley game, didn't fumble the ball, I would have liked to have seen what – I don't think it would have been 55-19, to 19, but I agree USC was probably the better team. And clearly they were the better team that night. But that LSU game, very winnable. Jason White, Jason Keywon White Jones, was banged up. Right, Jason White was banged up. In the Florida game – DeMarco Murray, once DeMarco again. DeMarco Murray, like, Florida had Percy Harvin, got healthy. It was a huge factor, and DeMarco Murray did not play. Well, and it makes you wonder, right? If you have a fully healthy Jason White in 2003 and you have a fully healthy DeMarco Murray in 2008, do the Sooners win one or both of those games? I think they probably win one of them. Yeah, That's just one of those things that you can't really account for, right? So sometimes it's just about the circumstances, too, right? Because Florida, you know, they were wanting in that championship game, yeah, is Percy Harvin going to be playing? Is he healthy? Is he going to be 100%? Percy Harvin was able to play in the game. DeMarco Murray did not play in the game. And, again, you've got your chances. Oklahoma had all the momentum late in the LSU game back in 2003 in that championship game. And, again, they just couldn't quite make the plays uh, to win in a very tough environment. But, again, of the uh, historical Blue Bloods, Notre Dame, 35-year drought. Now, if you continue, you know, 36 if we're in 2024. But Nebraska, 97, and then Oklahoma in 2000. So, anyway. Um, we'll see. We shall see. What do you guys think? We'll get to your text on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We can get a couple in right off the bat if you want to. Nathan in Tulsa says Oklahoma has been there several times and basically been the Buffalo Bills of college football. That's yeah, fair. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, and again, we talked about the what ifs in 2003 and 2008. What about the giant what if in 2017? What if Bob Stoops is coaching that game and not Mule Shoe? That that one's hard because you don't even get to the championship game and that offense was so loaded and they just didn't have enough defense. But you also got a squib kick and you got Muleshoe wimping out, you know, and not going for it. Didn't he jet sweep, too, on a big call? He did jet sweep. He too. did. So was it, was it Jordan Smallwood? I think it or, was. Wasn't it? It was either Jordan or it was C.D.? I think it, it was, was either Smallwood. Jordan Smallwood or C.D. Lamb that they ran the jet sweep to, and it got stuffed, and then he didn't go for it on fourth and a foot with the best offense in college football in overtime. Muleshoe lost Oklahoma the game in 2017. That's not sour grapes. That's just reality. Yeah, OU Florida was tied at 14 with about five minutes left in the game. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. The Sooners again. Uh, that was a really good team in 2008, and again, they played a Florida team that was really good also. But, uh, and again, you had to play it in the state of Florida. Had Snoop Menace played in 2000, I think they, I, I think OU's defense was going to get it done uh, that night anyway because they had Roy Williams that yeah, night. Well, they had Snoop no Menace answer. was great, but Chris Wenke still would have had to get him the ball some way, somehow. Yeah. And he was not doing much of that that night. Yep. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's uh, let's get to as many texts as we can. If you guys didn't hear the interview with Dewey Selman, it's podcasting on our websites. Found out, of course, the other day he's going in the College Football Hall of Fame in the 2024 class. The interview was great. Play a quick, quick clip when we get back, and then we'll get right to your texts. Stay with us right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Hey. 
We have so much to get to today, ladies and gentlemen. A portal update coming up as well from Swiftco Roofing and Construction. We'll have that coming up. And uh, your text, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We wouldn't be able to do any of this without our friends, Justin and company, over at Riverwind Casino, nearly 3,000 electronic games now. All your favorite table games as well. World-class poker room, off-track betting. They have a Skyloft gaming area right now attached right there to the hotel. Uh, And an Oasis gaming area, which is smoke-free. And they've got great promotions happening all the time, including getting out and playing today with your wild card and then getting out there on Friday night and hopefully hearing your name called in the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Giveaway. Uh, play with your wild card every Monday and Tuesday. Play the rest of the week, too. But Monday and Tuesday, you get five times the entries for the drawings on Friday night. You can win a share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. And you can also win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas in the first down in Neon Town promotion. Now through January 18th, the top five patrons. Again, you have until uh, January 18th. The top five patrons are on the most points on specific gaming machines. And uh, they will point those machines out to you. The top five point getters on the wild cards that they have are going to win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. It includes your game tickets, your airfare, your hotel, ground transportation, and $1,000 in cash. You know Riverwind's going to do it right. First class. And uh, there are going to be five really happy patrons who win this promotion and head to Vegas for the Super Bowl. So, Thank you again, as always, to our friends at Riverwind Casino. All right, we will get to the uh, Dewey Selman clip in the next segment. It was so good. Uh, could be like uh, the winner of this year's most excellent clip of the year, like Drake Stoops won last year. This this one could win for this year. But let's get to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line first because we got a lot of text rolling in already. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It it always confuses me when we get a text like this that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. 9188 says, I think we need to pump the brakes on Caden Woolard. Gotta let it play out. Everyone was really hyped about Connor Neer also. He probably won't ever be a starter at OU. Wondering if he wishes he went somewhere he could play instead of being on the practice squad. I hope Woolard works out, but those guys already here are going to have something to say about that. I mean, you Again, know, depth like, and uh, sometimes, I mean, he put up good numbers at Miami O. We'll see. I mean, uh, automatically, I think a lot of people, well, you know, if he's group of five, you know, not in a P5 conference, well, what are, what are you doing? But who knows? We'll see. Hey, you know who else was group of five? Dylan Gabriel. That's true. Not everybody is Dylan Gabriel, but I'm just saying, just because a guy is G5 doesn't mean he doesn't play right off the And look. Caden Willard and Connor Neer, that's not really a fair comparison either because Connor Neer was playing Division II football. Now, granted, he was a Division II All-American, but he came in to Oklahoma having to make an entire division's worth of transition as far as the level of competition, and he came into a room that was stacked as it was. I think he understood what he was getting into. Yeah. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. We were also on the subject of national championship droughts and why the Sooners, again, haven't won one in uh, in a long time. Stillwater Sooner says, why doesn't OU just claim one of Army's titles? That's how OSU entered their championship <laughs> drought in Stoolwater. 
Imagine trying to claim a title from the U.S. Army in the year 1945. That's right. They only put their lives on the line, but let's take that natty away. All they did was secure enormous road victories over Germany and Japan in that campaign. Mm -hmm. And yet Oklahoma State has the hubris to try and declare themselves national champions. Respect the troops, pokes. Back to the text line. Patrick says, look at the la- look at the list of the national champions since Oklahoma won. I may be biased, but they're all sketchy schools that have done a lot of sketchy stuff. Maybe we're just not sketchy enough. Well, I'm it- trying to think who would stand out at uh, Auburn, maybe the Cam Newton year. Sure. I mean. Scam Newton, you mean? <laughs> I mean, how do you define sketchy? Like, doing sketchy things in order to get ahead, nothing really stacks up to what Michigan did this past year, if all of what has been alleged, or even most of most of what has been Mm -hmm. alleged, is true. But yeah, I mean, there have been scandals here and there, never really all about the same stuff, right? With USC, it was Reggie Bush signing autographs. With Florida, there was no controversy until after the fact when Aaron Hernandez turned out to be a psychopath. True that. Um, Ohio State. I don't even remember. Reggie Bush, you know, family got the. What uh, was? Yeah, exactly. What was the deal with the whole uh, Jim Tressel fiasco? Maurice Claret. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what that was. Um, it was some kind of payoff, wasn't it? Yeah, and Maurice Claret was in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember. Somebody on the text line would know, but I mean, what? What has Alabama done that's sketchy? I guess that would be my question. I don't know. The one that uh, stands out to me maybe would be Auburn that year. So, the Cam Newton year. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. JT in Texas says, poor recruiting played a large part in the drought along with poor defensive play. I would say, you know, the 2008 team had Gerald McCoy. But they have had, they haven't had enough studs on the defensive line. They've had, you know, some players here and there. But, you know, what did Michigan do last night? They won that game in the trenches, right? They were all over Michael Penix all night. And uh, again, uh, Washington made some adjustments after they had the uh, the two uh, plays where Donovan Edwards got loose on one, Blake Corum got loose on one. But Michigan still. Controlled the line of scrimmage. And the Sooners need more of that. Particularly moving to the SEC. And they've had some good offensive lines, but they need to get better, particularly in the interior of the defensive line. Yeah, and well, here's here's another example that people are bringing up. Jameis Crablegs Winston. <laughs> or, as another listener phrased it, Winston and the Crustaceans. That That's pretty good. I like that. That's too many syllables to come up with a sufficient parody of Benny and the Jets. But Man, Winston and in the this Crustaceans. day and age, we talking about crab legs. Not a game. We talking about crab legs. Yeah, well, like, there was. here's the thing. On the whole, there was nothing sketchy about the way that Florida State won that championship. Jameis Winston was just a sketchy dude. Yeah. And he was sketchy over the weekend, too. Right? I thought that was awesome. Like, I, I'm sorry. I used to hate Jameis. A decade ago, well, and certainly back when he was the quarterback for my Buccaneers because he was awful. But, 
Jameis has just become one of the most colorful off the wall characters He's in the entire a NFL. Different breed of the cat, character sure. arc has been outstanding. Troy Smith tattoos for paraphernalia. Yeah, that's that's I think that's a yeah, that's it. Bama did deer urine. Deer urine? What am I missing there? Did I miss something? I don't know. Is that like a steroid kind of a fact or whatever? Maybe. I don't know. That's the, that may the, be the only text in the history of the text line that said, with exclamation points at the end, Bama did dear urine. That may be the only text in history <laughs> that reads that way. Clinton Tulsa says, it's still stuck in my craw. The first play from scrimmage versus Florida. Manny Johnson gets blown up. Yes. Clearly arriving before the ball, yet no call. That set the tone for the game and sealed the Sooners' doom. And who is the DB for Florida? I'm trying to remember. It was uh, Major Wright. That's right. It? He's. I think he said in that stupid Florida documentary that you know they were going to hit a wide receiver right off the bat and send a message that and no flag and uh, yeah that was a tough night. But Manny Johnson got lit up, but he got up. He got up. He did get up. Must have done some deer urine or something, man. From the 918, OU is joining a sketchy league. The SEC is the Dukes of Hazard of college football. It's it's going to be such a different world next year with these fan bases. And uh, OU, man, you got to upgrade the D-line. Definitely going to have to do that. And this class, may, maybe they're on the road, I think, with this defensive line class. But you're also going to have to upgrade your tailgating game. Big time. I'm surprised we haven't gotten the one. Why isn't OU joining the Big Ten? That's the best league in college football now, text. You don't want to be in the Big Ten. No, you don't. A lot of snow games coming for a mule shoot, and that will be fun to watch. Can't wait. If he's still around. That's right. I don't know. NFL teams are starting to fire mm, their head coaches. That's true. Mike Vrabel is out at in Tennessee as of an hour or two ago. Arthur Smith is already out in Atlanta. Obviously, Brandon Staley had long been fired. A couple others I can't recall off the top of my head. but Lincoln Riley is a man of his word, Parker Thune. He <laughs> says he's staying. He is staying at USC for the long term. You can believe that man. All right, let's take a break right here, 405-651-3439. Transfer portal update brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. When we get back, uh, we'll get into what's the latest on uh, Zalance Hurd, what's up with Terrence Ferguson, what's up with Casey Thompson. Sooners did get Jake Roberts. We talked about that yesterday. 11 portal additions now for Oklahoma. We'll update you on everything when we get back. What happened to the uh, edits for Spencer Brown? Oh, my God, Michael Tarquin's edits disappeared. What is going on here? We'll talk about it coming up next here on The Ref. Welcome back, 405-651-3439. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you here Tuesday on The Ref. Back to the text line in one minute, but Dewey Selman was on uh, with T-Row and T.J., this morning right here on the ref 
Dewey finding out yesterday he's going into the College Football Hall of Fame in the 2024 class, 72 through 75 at OU, two-time All-American, 74 and 75, two-time national champion, 74, 75, played in the NFL with Tampa Bay with Leroy for a while, 76 through 81, and also uh, finished his NFL uh, career with the San Diego Chargers in uh, 1982. The Selman family is the first family of Oklahoma football, no doubt about it. Uh, not only great players, but great, great human beings. And I thought this was a great clip of the interview this morning, Dewey Selman telling T. Rowe that he's been completely overwhelmed by all the response to the news he's going into the uh, College Football Hall of Fame. To me, it was very moving. I never have been taken back by an award like I have this one because of, maybe just because of all the great people, love the people and so I, I was there 50 years ago when I was playing at OU, and for them to think about me and and to love me and want to do this for me at this time of my life, it was it was truly it's been truly amazing. Everybody must understand, Dewey Selman is old school. I grew up with a horse and a mule and a plow on a farm, and all this new age technology and stuff kind of escapes me still. But when I see the all the names of people, I mean, thousands of names, I couldn't believe it, who were sending things out on Facebook, congratulations, I said, I cannot believe this. So it is truly neat the way things work these days, and it's truly nice. You say America has changed, but say America, there is so much love still yet inside this country that people have, and you say it's a sport called football, but it's bigger than that, it's a sport called love of people for each other, and, it's, and it goes off the football field. It goes back to people who you live with around here in the state of Oklahoma and the people you know across the whole U.S. So it's a testimony to that. It's a testimony to the fact that good things still happen inside this country and people still love each other. Love that response. We need more Dewey Selmans in this world. And, you know, now we need to get Lucius in the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously Leroy's in, Leroy's in Canton as well. Uh, lost him way too young. Best player in Oklahoma football history, but what a family, man. What, what an incredible family. Warrior souls on the field, kind, gentle, caring souls off the field. What a combination. Selman, you know, I just, the Selmans are just the best. They absolutely are. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, transfer portal update brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. You can ring them up at 405-831-8222. You can rely on, uh, rely on Brent Swift. 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. We'll come personally look at your roof and home. SwiftcoTeam.com. All right, any updates on uh, Zalance Hurd, the LSU offensive lineman, uh, Terrence Ferguson, the Alabama offensive lineman, Casey Thompson. We know that Jake Roberts has now uh, made it clear he's coming to Oklahoma, the 11th edition for OU in the portal, the uh, former Norman North Timberwolf who started at North Texas, played last season at Baylor, and now is coming to OU. But what do we know on Hurd? Anything? I have been told by a couple people that a decision should be coming within the next couple days here. So at this point, until or unless he ends up visiting Ole Miss, I would expect it to be Tennessee or Oklahoma for Zalance Hurd. And the intel all in all seems to favor Oklahoma right now. And 
again, you're talking about a former five-star offensive lineman who doesn't even, at least to my knowledge, have an active Twitter account. So he does not really put himself out there. This is all operated behind a veil of secrecy to a certain extent. So it's not really anything that you can be certain about. But I would I would say that all in all, Oklahoma has the edge right now over Tennessee for Zalance Hurd. Again, I I said I said it yesterday, the day before, said it throughout this entire process. The one thing you have to constantly be mindful of here is the money factor. OU versus NIL. OU versus NIL. And that's really what – because, look, and I want to be clear. This is a conversation we've had before, but we get texts about it every so often, and I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. OU ain't broke, okay? It's Wait not a, a minute. Greg Swain told me they're broke. Greg He's an Swain insider. Um, OU is not broke. It's not as if OU doesn't have the money. The reason OU will only pay so much money for a guy like Chris McClellan, for instance, is because if you go and break the piggy bank to bring in a single dude – then it creates culture issues, and you're seeing this at Ole Miss right now with Quinshawn Judkins departing via the portal and heading to Ohio State because as soon as you start bringing guys in with big money, then their peers in the locker room want more money as well because they think, okay, well, th- this guy's not any better than I am. How come I'm not getting paid like he is? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you have a constant culture of comparison as opposed to competition. That's why OU sending these brave young men into battle without executing their souls for money. Sorry. Is that a movie reference? That was uh, Colonel Frank Slade in Scent of a Woman. A very bad impression, by the way. But you're executing their souls if you get too many NIL players in your locker room. Okay, uh, 405-651-3439. Terrence Ferguson? I, I don't really know about that one, man. Again. Long shot? Yeah, it's just that one seems to be even more closely guarded than the Zalance Herd process. I don't think it's a long shot. I actually think OU has a pretty decent chance there. I've also been told there is very much the possibility that he just goes back to Alabama. Okay. But – OU's in play. They obviously had him on campus over the weekend. At this point, kind of just waiting. Like I'm, I'm not really sure how much more we're going to know about either of those guys until they announce their decisions. And when is Casey Thompson going to sign on the line, which is dotted? Well, important to remember, transfers don't do that. Right, I'm just making it. That's another yes, bad movie line. But, okay, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I expect Casey Thompson to be in Oklahoma sooner for the 2024 season. As far as the timeline is concerned, like I said yesterday, I think that one's probably done and finalized in public by the end of the week. Okay, what about these missing edits for Spencer Brown and Michael Tarquin? Not something to read into. Why are they taking their edits off? Who knows, Steely? Who knows? I'm not going to pretend like I know the inner workings of their brains. Maybe little Timmy knows, the new OU insider on his... YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm hearing things. Oh man! Now uh, post. I guess the popular, the prevailing theory is: well, what if Oklahoma gets Zalance Hurd and Terrence Ferguson? Because at that point, it would be, and that would be the like, theory. That's why five, four, five, 
five portal offensive linemen for Oklahoma. Mm, and yeah. maybe one of those guys wants to take a step back and reevaluate his options. And, you know, like we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, neither Zalance Hurd nor Terrence Ferguson is a Sooner. See, uh, Spencer Brown and Michael Tarquin, if you're listening right now, you see what happens when you take an edit down. You get every Tom, you know what, and Harry in a tizzy, and they text us, and they look for an explanation. So just, you know, leave your edits up until you decide on something else because you caused us a huge issue today. (sighs) Running out, trying to play grab ass with something every day because it is stuff, right? So you're saying don't read anything to it yet. But, as you said, if Hurd and Ferguson show up and then – Guess what? They're gone. Then it might make sense. But as for now, it doesn't. Yeah, look, I n- neither I nor anyone else exist inside the heads of these kids. So what I have been told is it's nothing to read into with Spencer Brown and Michael Tarquin. At the end of the day, I, I can't tell you definitively why they deleted their edits. Maybe there is something to read into. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the only one that's going to know that is Spencer Brown and Michael Tarquin. There you go. So, okay. I, so what, uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the, I was going to – thank you, 615. Let's talk about this in the next segment. Why have they not introduced Zach Alley? Steely, he's been in Norman since the weekend. He's, he's getting introduced. He should be announced by now. People on vacation over there, press maybe, conference maybe happening or what? Maybe they finished up his background check. I don't know. Gee, Christmas. There should have been a press conference by today. Maybe he was lighting off fireworks illegally in high school. Maybe he was helping Spencer Brown and Tarquin take those edits off their X slash Twitter pages. Who knows? Yeah, but that's a good question. Zach Alley, show yourself at a press conference today, all right? Please. We're tomorrow. We'll be right back. Keep it here. Home of Sooner fans. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We've got more on the way. Stay with us here on The Ref. If you are in your 40s or older, you're thinking about improving your eyesight. Things get a little blurry right now. Let me introduce you to the new LASIK, as we like to call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs. And unlike LASIK, which many times will leave patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to monovision, lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. And the best part of the whole deal with lens replacement, you'll never require a cataract surgery. Lens replacement, the new LASIK, it's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's, it's like a busy interstate highway again, bumper to bumper. So let's get as many in as we can on this Tuesday. Cherokee Sooner says, hey, guys. Just wanted to let you know, my sources close to the OU program are telling me that BV is expected to hire Zach Alley. Thank you very much, Cherokee Sooner. Do you uh, do you have a YouTube yet or anything? <laughs> you, yeah, all you have to say is hearing some things, and then you know, 
eyeball emoji or whatever. That's all you have to do these days. Gunny of Stutzman Army says, Hell, fellas, I've had shorter background checks, and I'm positive I've done worse things than Zach Alley. <laughs> uh, file that one under Gunny Classics right there. Pretty A good. 615 listener says, Has he been involved in the meth business? Good grief. Get that release out already. By the way, Cherokee Sooner sent me a tweet last night of the, uh, it was some kind of soup that they were making because I was talking about, you don't have to send every picture of every meal you ever had. So he did it very sarcastically. I thought it was good. Thank you, Cherokee Sooner. Patrick says no more caffeine for Steely today. What did I do? I've had, you know what I'm drinking? And it's actually, oh my gosh, this says 200 milligrams of caffeine. Goodness gracious, Steely. <laughs> It's a uh, cherry slush energy drink. Now I don't. I only drink about cherry, half of it. Cherry slush. Cherry slush. Yeah. So is it actually a slush? No, it tastes kind of like an icy though, an oh, icy drink. That's just odd. To, why? Why wouldn't it just be called cherry as opposed to cherry slush? Listen, Mister Olipop, you promote your product. I'll promote mine. All right. Is that your product? <laughs> no, that's your no. product of choice. Well, it's one of them. That and the Dreamsicle flavor. But I just noticed that two is that a lot of caffeine? Two hundred milligrams. Yes, Steely, that's a lot of caffeine. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure a can of soda has like fifty five. Good lord! So this is almost a six pack, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, Patrick, you may be right. Have I been on one today? I don't think I've really complained today or anything. I promised. I wrote to myself, don't complain about social media today. I'm taking some passive-aggressive shots here and there, but not a full-fledged attack. KW918 says, it it seems like OU does NIL, which I think we're all in favor of, but they don't do outright buying players like other programs. Am I far off? It sounds about right. That is. That is correct. Well, again. Adequate summary. We have, uh, yes, you're right. Who's who? uh, Greg, you're right. So, Greg from Lawton. also a fan of the uh, cherry slush from Alani, I think. Is Alani. <clears throat> just, Chapstick says that's a ridiculous amount of caffeine. Pre-workouts max at like 300 milligrams. A listener in the 405 adds, a 12-ounce Red Bull has 114 milligrams of caffeine. So. I'll only drink really half just, of it. <laughs> Steely's just mainlining <laughs> yeah. the caffeine today. That's the only way this old man can stay awake. 200 milligrams of caffeine. There's got to be an alternative solution. <laughs> like working out or something? Yeah. Like, there's no time Just for that. with all vegetables. jobs and t- looking after Shay and all that. Vegetables? I'm not really as bad as Al Michaels. Well, I'm, no one is. Al Michaels, apparently, like, how has that man lived this long without vegetables is what I want to know. Again, Steely, some people are medical anomalies. But apparently Al Michaels is so persnickety about it that, like, he's told stories if he orders a burger at a restaurant and they bring it to him and forget to take the leaf of lettuce off, he will send the whole thing back. That's crazy. Man does not get down with vegetables. Some people are telling me uh, that's way too much caffeine for guys our age from the 918. Some people are saying it's like two cups of coffee. But I had coffee earlier this morning, too. Oh, boy. How many cups? I had like a 12-ounce, you know. I'm not a Starbucks guy. I, I, I don't pay for expensive coffee. I just go to 7-Eleven. That's it. On the on the topic of ball, Stillwater Sooner says, I need Parker to guarantee that OU will win the CFP within the next five years or, or, or we riot. 
Okay, here's your guarantee right now. January 9th, 2024. Within the next five years, Oklahoma will win the college football playoff national championship. Really? There you go, Stillwater Center. We need audio receipts. TJ, if you're rolling, there's your audio receipt for Parker Thune right now. Guaranteed within five years. Didn't Teddy say three? Teddy did say three. That was a little ambitious. He's got one year left. So JFA is going to have it. By the way, can you play the uh, real quick the JFA clip? This was from the uh, what oh, is the, we is have it a JFA the clip? Red Dirt Media is that the one that Nick and Caden uh, Helms do now? I think because this I just love this so good. And we got our man Jackson Auto here, otherwise known as JFA. What does the F stand for, man? Um, I don't know. Good ass Twitter. Oh man! One more time. One more time. It's too good. And we got our man Jackson Auto here, otherwise known as JFA. What does the F stand for, man? Um, I don't know. Good ass Twitter. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We it started that, for. Steely. We're Jackson taking- <laughs> Arnold. We will always take full credit for that. <laughs> Because we deserve full credit for that. That originated on this very show. Can we play it one more time then? Not sure, I guess. We get any financial renewal? Otherwise known as JFA. What does the F stand for, man? Um, I don't know. That's too good. Too good. All right. What an action-packed hour that was. You guys keep the text rolling in. I appreciate the health advice. I will probably consume about 100 milligrams of this caffeine. I'm imbibing right now, but I won't drink the whole can. What happens to the other half of the can? Yeah, it goes down the drain. Wow, wasteful. Sorry. You don't want me to, you know, have a heart attack or anything, do you? No, I don't. All right. Stay with us. Another hour to go here on The Ref. It's a JFA Tuesday. What does JFA stand for? You know what it stands for. I'm not talking to Jackson Arnold, you guys, because I think they helped us with that also. We had a lot of JFA tweets that day. I'm trying to remember the context, Parker. Didn't somebody uh, text us like, what do you feel good about Oklahoma in the future? No. Well, how did it happen? I After he won the 11, or the Elite 11, excuse me, I tweeted out, JFA, exclamation point emoji. There and, then you go. Ever, and then ever after, we started referring to him on this show oh, as JFA. Oh, okay, that's right. It was, an early, but it was Jackson. I, I nearly cost us our uh, FCC license one day. Yes, you did. But so the, fortunately, disaster was averted. That's right. It was just a Your Jackson. career <gasps> and reputation remain unsullied. That's why I need 200 milligrams of caffeine to keep my brain working properly. Or was that the reason? Man, who knows? Maybe you were so wired that the filter came (laughs) off for a second. Maybe. Maybe. Let's play the clip one more time. It's just too good not to play one more time. Jackson Arnold with Nick Anderson and Caden Helms again. They do a good job, by the way. I I think they're pretty darn good. Here we go. But I ain't focused on football stealing in their podcast. And we got our man Jackson Arnold here, otherwise known as JFA. What does the F stand for, man? Um, I don't know. Good ass Twitter. 
Maybe Caden Helms wouldn't be hurt all the time if he was in the weight room a little bit more instead which they of doing s- that podcast. Which they say he is in the weight room all the time, right? Yeah, Joe John yeah. Finley said yeah, that. Yeah, that's right, Joe John. Said he's one of the strongest upper body guys on the team. There's nothing wrong with them doing a podcast. It's the Yahoos, and they're not Yahoos. <laughs> Imagine, football players are allowed to have a life outside of football. That's right. It's just the Yahoo phonies. Because we are identifying the phony insiders, and we are calling them out. Caden Helms, Nick Anderson, give them their license to do whatever. They're fine. Steely, next time I see you at Riverwind, I'm canceling you on social media because every single second of your time and energy ought to be spent on this very radio show. That's right. Yeah. Preparation. Look at this preparation. This prep work, I've got a lot of it today. A lot of yellow markers on these uh, two sheets right here. So, uh, anyway, um, what did I? There was something else I wanted to get into, and I just uh, had an old man moment. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Oh, I know. What's that? You know, the Sooners have Michigan in 2025 in Norman, and they go to the big house in 2026. In addition to the SEC schedule, they'll be playing. So wow. <laughs> life is changing again. Marquee non-conference game. There you go. How about Sharon That's Moore, it. by the way, former Oklahoma Sooner? Is he the next head coach of the Michigan Wolverines? I don't know. Do you think Harbaugh is really going to leave? I, to me, Harbaugh was talking last night like a guy that had kind of already made up his mind to go to the NFL. But play. let's play there's – an interesting clip here because it, this one sounds a little bit different. Most people were saying that, but here this was uh, Harbaugh with Scott Van Pelt, and he was asked about, um, or is this the right one? Hopefully, maybe it's not the right one. Well, let's just play. I, I don't think I have. But anyway, he said something about spring. We're going to be moving our spring practice back. This one, I think, is the one about overcoming the off-the-field issues. We're innocent, and, and we, stood, we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And these guys are innocent. And, yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we, we knew we were innocent. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. There that you go. sounded like the diametric opposite of someone who is actually innocent yeah you know um by the way and again there was a clip and i forgot to load it in with scott van pelt where he was referencing spring practice a couple times and it sounded like you're talking a lot about spring practice for a guy who's going to the nfl and again we'll see what's going to happen but um anyway it's amazing though isn't it when you look at the game last night that's running the football and playing good, solid defense wins football games. Imagine that. A tale as and, old as time. As old as time. And those two go hand in hand, right? Because Michigan doesn't have the opportunity or the wherewithal to be able to establish the run the way that they did last night if they're having to go blow for blow, drive for drive with Michael Penix and that prolific Washington offense. The way that they played on defense allowed Michigan to set the tone offensively establish the pace of the game, and execute their game plan en route to winning a national championship. Yeah, no you, ha- you have to have strong play from both sides. And 
Really, there's one outlier when you look at recent national champions. The 2019 LSU Tigers had the best offense that college football has ever seen. Outside of them, every other program, every other institution that has won a national title in recent years has done so with strength in balance, not isolated on one side of the football, but a team and a program with the capacity to win games with strong play offensively and win games with strong play defensively. One unit picking up the slack for the other if you don't get an A-plus effort. And last week in that semifinal game, Michigan didn't have an A-plus effort on the offensive side of the ball. They needed some help Mm -hmm. from their defense. The defense got it done. Last night... It's kind of the same deal, man. They Michigan didn't well play too. great on the offensive side of the ball, but once that defense really settled in and started putting the clamps on Penix and that Washington passing attack, things opened up a ton for Michigan offensively because it increased the collective confidence, and those two units were feeding off the momentum that they collectively accrued over the course of that game to the point where – you know, you got to the 10-minute mark in the fourth quarter, there was no question what was about to happen, and the floodgates opened. I thought uh, Washington, you know, had so many opportunities. The holding call on the uh, long pass was a killer. It kind of deflated all the momentum. And Michigan, the floodgates eventually opened, uh, you know, on the on the big interception. Uh, certainly it was a ball game. By the way, uh, from the 307, Steely is all about preparation. H. Boy, ain't that the truth. What, what was the H? Well, it's kind of like Metamucil. Oh. Fiber. Something like that. It's It involves... Well, I'll give you another movie line. Who does number two work for? Oh, boy. Okay. Dan says, all right, fellas. It's time to win a national championship. It's been 23 years. I'm sick of being a top 15 team with no national expectations. Are we ready or not? This year, uh, next year, I think the Sooners again they could be anywhere from seven and five to ten and two. So, what do you think they're going to be? A lot depends on JFA, and a lot depends on what's going to happen with the offensive line come together. Can uh, you know the defensive line? Can some of these young guys like David Stone will he start from day one? Will Nigel Smith guys like this be big contributors? Because I think. You know, I think Jackson Arnold's going to be really good. I just do. I mean, he's got all the arm talent. You heard what Bob Stoops in the promo saying. You know, he's just a half, a little bit off on some of his timing throws. He's going to get better at that. But I think he's going to be an outstanding quarterback at OU. They've got the skilled players. Um, you know, Taylor, Taylor Tatum might upgrade the running back room when he finally gets in in the fall as well. We'll see. And Xavier Robinson, too, of course, in the spring. But they have just about everything else. I'm not saying they're great in the defensive backfield and linebacker, but they're pretty solid. And if they can get better play on the interior of the defensive line and the O-line, you know, comes together, Bill Biedenbow usually makes that happen. And if JFA, you know, they'll be able to play with just about anybody if that happens. Slim Brady says, do you all remember when there was conversations of winning a championship and destroying one of Parker's vehicles and the Sooners went on to win six games? Yeah, the White Buffalo lives. That's right. That's exactly right. By the way, and we talked about this earlier in terms of the historic Blue Bloods, which most people will tell you it's eight. It's Oklahoma, you know, Alabama, 
Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, USC, Nebraska, those eight. Historical Blue Bloods. The Sooners, only Notre Dame, 35-year drought. Nebraska, 26-year drought. Have longer droughts than OU on that list. The Sooners are third of eight on that list. And then I took it out with with the – let's put the Blue Bloods and the New Bloods, somewhat New Bloods in there. If you throw in LSU and Georgia and Clemson and FSU and Miami and Penn State – Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, uh, I, you know, then Oklahoma would be fifth on that list out of 17 teams. I'm just curious, why why does Penn State get a mention there? I don't know. I They're not really a new blood, but, you know, they're still considered – they've been considered – I would say they're just on the outside looking in of the uh, – like the historical blue blood programs. Perhaps. But now, you know – Ohio Sooner says there's only seven true blue bloods. Texas is definitely not in that group. Most of the list still put Texas on there. Stillwater Sooner says, now I need Parker to guarantee that Muleshoe won't win the CFP within the next five years or we riot. Stillwater Sooner, here's the guarantee I'll make you. Muleshoe doesn't even win the Big Ten within the next five years. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. Will it ever wear off kind of like the uh, Kevin Durant? I wouldn't say hatred for Kevin Durant, but the ill will towards Kevin Durant kind of waned over the years. Do you think that will happen with Muleshoe? For you, no, not at all. You will revel in his misfortune as long as you live. I'm just petty enough to. (laughs) What's sad is I turn my wife, one of the sweetest people on the planet, when's USC playing? (laughs) You know? And she's, like, sitting there in her lazy boy. Yes, you know, every big play for whoever USC's playing. Gunny of Stussman Army says, I'll tell you one thing, fellas. I'm ready for the Gunny Classic Spring Game, April 20th, 2024. It's going to be a great day, I'd say. The Gunny Classic, April 20th, 420 at Memorial Stadium, brought to you by You Put Your Weed In There. All right, we got to take a break on that note. 405-651-3439. Uh, we are brought to you, hour number two, by Oklahoma Generator. Family-owned and operated. Customer service reviews are all really, really good. They're Oklahoma's highest-rated, longest-operating Generac dealer. They're currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. 405-321-6631, or check them out online at okgen.com more text on the way and uh, what else a lot more sooner football coming up right here on the ref all right we are back good to have you along on this tuesday cold out there it's gonna be warming up tomorrow and then it gets cold again this weekend but that was that was not fun to wake up to this morning. Ooh, boy, Steely. I'm going back up to Nebraska Ooh. this weekend. Oh, ho, ho. I, I don't think it's going to get above single digits. The White Buffalo can make it? I mean, I sure hope so. How many miles on the Buffalo now? I have put about 60K on it since I got it last September. So, but how many total now? 162. Whoa. You doing regular oil changes? No. All that maintenance? No, get the premium. That's what it's about. You get the premium? Yeah. 
What is that Gotta last you forever? Right. Like I remember, I let oil run out yeah, of the car. No, oil, once. oil does not last forever. Well, I asked the one guy who looked at me when I was a youngster, like I was the biggest idiot in automotive history. Well, it's plum out oil. It's bone dry. I thought the oil just like stayed in there. You might be the biggest idiot I've ever seen. But I learned a very valuable lesson at a young age. Well, that that's a lesson you don't forget now, is it? I wrote down, oil doesn't last forever. And I had that tattooed somewhere on and my body. And 40 so. years later, you're still talking about it on the radio <laughs> airwaves. Right. Always can appreciate a good anecdote, especially one that has staying power over the years. Hey, by the way, Ronnie texted me and said... Uh, Ronnie when, Crimson? No, not Ronnie Crimson. Ugh. Another Ronnie said, when do we play in Ann Arbor at the Big House? It'll be awesome. A first matchup with Michigan. The uh, 2026 season, the Sooners host Michigan in 2025. They go to Ann Arbor in the big house in 2026. What See, these youngsters, they live in their – OU has played Michigan before. In fact, they won a national championship by beating Michigan in the Orange Bowl, which would have been 75 season, 76 Orange Bowl. Okay, well, not all of us are that old, Steely. I know, but they just presume like we've never played Michigan because I wasn't alive, so we've never played Michigan. That's basically you know first ever meeting with Michigan. That was the uh, quarterback, Rick Leach. Running backs, they had Gordon Bell. And they had Rob Lytle, I believe, on that team. And I think they had a cool receiver named uh, oh, Harlan Huckleby was like a Freshman or sophomore, and I thought that was the coolest name ever. Harlan Huckleby. And now that I think back on it, it's not that cool sounding. <laughs> but I thought at the time, man, to be named Harlan Huckleby, I mean, that sounds like a sheriff from a Western, old Western, right? Should Harlan. have adopted that as your radio alias. <laughs> Harlan Huckleby and Thune at noon. <laughs> it does sound like a cartoon character or something. So Big Rich says... Uh, they knocked Leach out of the game. Rick Leach, yeah, who ended up playing, uh, went on to play professional baseball, Rick Leach. And Rob Lytle, I remember, played for the uh, Broncos for a while. Can't remember what happened with Gordon Bell. Okay. We going, going back to the text line here? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. My bad. A listener in the 918 says, For the record, 2008 Oklahoma is the best scoring offense of all time. Scored only 10 less points than 2019 LSU with one less game. 726 for LSU in 15 games and 716 for OU in 14 games. Maybe statistically I mean, you're right, but I'll, I'll stand by my opinion that the 2019 LSU offense is the greatest of all time because <laughs> no one. And they really didn't get clicking until the second half of the year, but down the stretch there was nobody. Nobody. They could stop LSU. Heck, 52 weeks earlier, Brent Venables and his defense had run roughshod on Tua Tungavaloa, who had been darn near immaculate all season for Alabama. Joe Burrow and LSU dropped a 40-burger on him in the national title game. Yes, they did. They were unstoppable. I'll take 2008 Oklahoma with a healthy DeMarco Murray. Yeah, well, and that, like that's I the mean, thing, I mean, you can too. almost flip a coin, if, right? If DeMarco Murray is healthy for that national championship game, I would wager we probably are talking about a much shorter drought for Oklahoma and probably talking about the unquestioned greatest offense of all time. 
Could be. By the way, when you run roughshod over somebody, uh-huh. you, you're basically kicking their ass, right? Yes. Okay, that's what running roughshod means. I've heard it before, but I, you know, it's seldom used. See, you've kind of got an old soul about you every now and then. Not many youngsters, and you're still a youngster, would say they ran roughshod over well, somebody. I am a bit of an anachronism. I feel like that's pretty well understood at this point. See, I don't know what an anachronism means. I don't listen, to, I don't listen to any of that using rap big music. words like that's why I didn't like Howard Cosell back in the day. He kept using him big thesaurus words all the time. Okay, 405-651-3439. Anyone disappointed in sports after last night? I was very disappointed last night. I was hoping we were going down to a one-score game. It looked like Washington finally had settled in a little bit, at least defensively, but then... Well, what Slim Brady actually asked was, anyone else disappointed in EA sports after last night? Oh, yes! Where was the trailer, the ad? Was that ever actually supposed to happen, or was that just a rumor? I guess it was a rumor. Are you going to buy the game if it comes out? No, I won't. I'll stick with NCAA football 2005 on the GameCube. Really? Yes. Never, I don't know. Never I think felt I'll, the need to move on from the GameCube. I think I'll buy the game when it comes out. Of course, now here's what they're going to do. They're going to charge you like EA Sports Football Standard Edition, $69.99. Add your favorite team, $89.99. Because <laughs> that's how they get you these days with the digital In-game stuff. game purchases. Oh, yes, Absolutely. See, back in my day, you just paid once for a disc, pop it in the system, play it as long as you want to. Yeah. I've been playing NCAA football for darn near 18 years on that same console. It's it's a fun game. By the way, uh, 405 says Rick Leach was knocked out of the game by Jerry Anderson. Jerry Anderson, man, he, he hit you back in the day. It, there would have been some targeting calls against Jerry Anderson back in the day. He was he was a headhunter. Stillwater Center wants to know if you will be streaming I might be, football. Yeah, I might be streaming the game. Really? I might, yeah. What is it coming out on? I think it'll come out on uh, all platforms would be my guess. Okay. We'll have to do a, uh, a tournament here at the offices. Portal entries will cost you extra. <laughs> I like it, yeah. That's right. Spend it. You'll have to spend real NIL dollars, like real dollars to get. So-and-so has just left Old Miss. Would you like to buy? Make your offer, you know. I go all the way back to Mattel Electronics football and electric football. I'm talking about the early stages like the Dawn of Man football video games. Electric football. Have you ever seen, like, electric football? I've seen like, electric football, yes. You could not complete a pass. It was basically Davis Bevel as quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it oh, was... Oh, gosh. I would have lost my patience very quickly. Trying to complete a pass in electric football was, you know, like me trying to get a date with uh, Jessica Alba or something. It ain't happening. It's just not going to happen. A 918 listener says, I know a lot of young people just do not get it when they think of great OU teams. But we grew up watching the greatness of Oklahoma in the 70s. They were all sitting in the stands at halftime, drinking beer because they already scored 50 points and Billy Sims had 200 <laughs> yards. This was a regular routine weekly. That's right. That's what old Barry Swiss, you hang a half a hundred. Hell, hang a half a hundred on their ass. And they did quite a bit. 
quite a bit. Didn't they hang 80 on Colorado one 82 time? 82 to 42, I believe, was the final. Holy smokes. And I believe Ch- Chuck Fairbanks was coaching Colorado, too. They were trying. I think they were uh, – they, they just couldn't stop scoring. They were just too good. I will uh, – what does Tyler say? I will sell my left hmm, for the new NCAA game. That's pretty extreme. I wouldn't uh, – you don't have to go that far. Hey, but you only need one. That's right. Softball Steve <laughs> says – Softball Steve went all caps with, on us in the middle of this text. Wonder what it cost to purchase such a commodity as the Ole Miss running back. Yeah, they got Quinshawn Judkins. And that was that news came out like within five minutes after Michigan won the national championship, right? That that was Ohio State's way of trying to downplay <laughs> the fact that their rival just won a title. Michigan won the championship, but we got the number one running back in the portal. News dump. I would rather have Michigan's night. Would much rather have Michigan's night. UConn Bob says, Steely, you go back to the thumbs-up goalpost and paper-folded football, the bane of all teachers. Oh, yeah, paper football back in the day. That was – yeah, absolutely. I was an excellent field goal kicker. I could always make the field goal back in the day. But, yeah, the teachers did not like paper football at all. Okay, uh, why don't we take a break right here? 405-651-3439. Yeah, if you didn't know, again, the Sooners will host Michigan in 2025 and then go to the big house in 2026. You don't think they nix those games, do you? Because of the SEC? No, I would they? I don't think they should. I wouldn't think so. Okay, uh, Sooner basketball tomorrow night at TCU. You have the OU women at Kansas State tomorrow night. Thunder, after a win over the Wizards last night by 8, will play the Miami Heat tomorrow night. And to wrap up that road trip, they'll play Portland at home coming up on Thursday night. All right, let's talk more portal when we get back right here on The Ref. want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino. If you haven't been out to the newly renovated Riverwind, uh, the renovation uh, looks fantastic. It's been uh, operational for a while now. But if you haven't been out there, you're going to love it. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. Best selection of electronic games. All your favorite table games are there as well. They have a Skyloft gaming area. Oasis gaming area is smoke-free. And, again, they've got off-track betting, great poker room, all the best promotions are at Riverwind, the 80K winning resolutions giveaway, get out there, play with your wild card, uh, particularly Monday and Tuesday. Five times the entries on those two days, play during the rest of the week and get extra entries as well, get out there on Friday night. Hopefully hear your name called to win your share of 80K and cash and bonus play. Giving away five trips to the Super Bowl in Vegas in the first down in Neon Town promotion. Now through January 18th, the top five patrons who earn the most points on their wild cards on specific gaming machines are going to win a trip to the Super Bowl, the 2020-24 Super Bowl in Vegas. You get game tickets, you get airfare, you get hotel, ground transportation, and a thousand dollars cash. These trips are worth about twenty-five thousand dollars a piece. They're doing it right at Riverwind Best Dining as well with the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, Great Food Court, and we also have a couple shows happening this weekend at the Showplace Theater. Boys to Men on Friday nights. Boys to Men, little Cooley High Harmony. 
this Friday night at the Showplace Theater, and then Clay Walker on Saturday. Get your tickets at Riverwind.com or at the Casino Box Office. Riverwind, best casino experience in the metro area. And it's not even close, bud. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's do it. To the text line we go, where we currently have 69 unread texts. Hmm. Teddy Lehman would be proud. Uh, yes, he would. Uh, Sean says, what day this week does Harbaugh leave Michigan? You think he leaves? I want to say he doesn't leave. I don't know. I'm going to say that he doesn't leave. Did you see the picture of Harbaugh in the game at Lambeau when he was all bundled up in like five pair of khakis on top of each other? I think there was five a little pairs of khakis. Like, uh, I think there was a little AI enhancement, but I do remember that night. Harbaugh is a different breed of cat. Different breed of cat. He's had success pretty much everywhere he's been, though. Mm-hmm. Which is like rare are the guys. That can go and not only have success at the college level, but then make the transition to the NFL and have that same level of success, then come back to the college level, coach in a completely different conference, and still have their team at the tip of the top. Harbaugh has won literally everywhere he's been. San Diego? That's the University of San Diego, by the way, not That's the Chargers. True. Stanford? Yeah. The Niners. BP and now at Michigan, and USC, he's been right? wildly With... successful everywhere he's been, man. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right, 405-651-3439. Greg from Lawton says, my first Mattel football game was 22 red dots and a beeping noise. Oh, yeah. And we thought that was the greatest thing of all time. I loved electric football as well. Now, we damaged one set because we decided that – and. The cool thing was, like, the electric football sets came with your regional team. So you'd either get, like, the Dallas Cowboys or the Kansas City Chiefs. And as a kid, I didn't like the Cowboys. Now, when Switzer got there, that changed things. But because you get you, – you, the Cowboys are on every week. I was like, I want to see somebody else besides the freaking Cowboys. So I became – my first team was the Raiders because I thought their uniforms were the best in the NFL, and they still are. But, you know – you ordered from Tudor some of the other teams, and they would come like, you know, it would take like a month before they got to your mailbox. But I remember getting the Raiders in the mail. They came in the little square box and the Miami Dolphins. They were pre-painted. You had to put the little sticker numbers on each of them. But we thought that was the greatest thing ever. We got the Vikings, though, one year, and we thought, you know what? Let's put some snow on the field like it's, you know, it's really Minnesota. So we put a bunch of sugar on the electric football field. No, I think it was flour is what it was. And, you know, you turn on the thing, you know, it makes that sound, and the players, you know, dance around in circles or whatever. But I just remember it was like, and it's because we got, I guess it got in the motor or something. So our snow game did not work out very well. But those were the days, man, when kids were kids, and we I'm going to stop myself short. I was getting ready to go on an old man rant there. Well, I on the topic of Jim Harbaugh, just got a text from someone with NFL connections that I trust. Okay. 
and I'll go ahead and say this because I'm not an NFL reporter, so no one cares what I have to say anyway in that regard. But I trust the person that texted me this, and they said, so as long as the Chargers don't F it up, Harbaugh is their next coach. Hmm. So, there okay. you go. There you go. Coleco football. Yes, we had some of that as well. But uh, we thought that the cool games as kids – you know, like I said, man, this electric football stuff. I I would every I think for like four straight years I get an electric football set for Christmas, and then um, we also thought those hockey games, you know, that had the little screwdriver handle controls on the sides. Did you ever see one of those? You mean kind of like foosball almost? It was almost like foosball, but the the hockey players you would take them up and down. Yeah, the like ice. like MacGyver plays, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We thought those were cool, too, and I wasn't even a big hockey guy, but those were fun. But back in my day, we were able to play real stuff. We didn't sit around and try and be fake insiders and stuff like that. We we were real kids, and we would kick today's kids' asses. I don't a, doubt that in the slightest. In a route. I did have Monday Night Football as well, 405, yes. Stillwater Sooner says, did that story by Steely take place before or after Oklahoma <laughs> statehood? It was pretty close. Pretty close, I'll tell you that. Big Rick and Owasa says, I painted my teams as the Big 8, OU versus Nebraska, and did it for hours. Yes, you know, because you could get like that set that had like the light gray players and, the, uh, and the, they were just – well, this sounds wrong, but they were white players, just the white, you know, the whole color white. But they they were like a bigger set than the real Tudor set. But, yeah, you would uh, – if you got that set, you tried to paint them. So, definitely. Jim in Arlington says, when you're talking electronic football, I'm thinking about handheld where you had a stadium built in this little calculator-looking device and red lines represented the players. It would make sounds whenever you advanced the football and let you know when you had a first down. Uh, motel hand hill football. That's what I had. Yeah, that is uh, a lot of people had that. Michael from Missouri says, and here's a real man. When I was a kid, I played with dirt. Here's another one from the 405. Back in my day, we played shut the hell up and get outside. (laughs) That's right. You know what it was? Literally, you would basically come in for lunch or dinner. And that was that was it. Mom would come out, Michael, Paul, you know, dinner time or whatever, and that was it. And then you'd eat as quickly as you could so you could go out and play more hoops or, you know, baseball, stickball in the street or whatever you were playing. That's why we would kick this generation's ass. I mean, it wouldn't even be a contest. I could put one of these little punky kids now in a headlock and just make them cry. You're talking about you right now? Not or you right back now. Then? I'm talking back then, yes. So you were kind of an alpha then? I would say I was. You were a, the one feared on the cul-de-sac. I don't, wouldn't say feared, but I was a 7 out of 10. I was a semi-alpha. Semi-alpha. Is there okay. a such thing as a semi-alpha? But this generation right here, I guarantee you, I'm playing Fortnite and all that. But wait a minute, I'm playing Fortnite too, so I'm sorry. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Let's get another couple in. 
I find it amusing when older people talk bad about young people. Guess who's responsible for how young people turned out? The older people. Look in the mirror, That ain't Steely. true, and the editor who put that text together is garbage. That's not true. I mean, Shay and I, I'm you know, got a relationship with my old stepsons, but we, we didn't have kids, so we're not responsible. Everybody else is. All right. A listener in the 918 says Steely was not feared but respected. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so anyway, but I, I wasn't a bully or anything. Uh, 405 Except on the kids says, I knew I could bully that had no shot. A 405 listener says they had commercials to remind parents that they had kids. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> That's, exact- That's exactly right. All right. Let's take a break right here. 405-651-3439. Yeah, not, I, and back in my day, the TV used to go off about 1 a.m., all right? We had the test pattern, the FBI's most wanted, and then the test pattern. You had to live without television for about five hours. That's how tough it was back in my day. We'll be right back. We are back. We've got about 10 minutes left. We're going to get locked in with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas here on The Wrap in about 10 minutes. been a fun Tuesday. You guys have been tremendous on the text line. I like one that uh, just came through, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line. Steely was the beta when the alpha was present. That's uh, that's pretty much accurate. I only uh, took uh, fights that I, that I knew that I could win, like – like the time when uh, Ollie fought uh, Chuck Webner, the Bayonne Bleeder. Those are the kind of fights that I would line up. All right, 405-651-3439. Uh, Portal News brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Uh, SwiftcoTeam.com. Call them at 405-831-8222. Brent Swift, 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. We'll come look at your roofer home personally, and they give you recommendations, and they've got a great, great reputation. All right, so Portal Editions, uh, yesterday Jake Roberts, Sooners have 11 now. Jake Roberts, the uh, tight end from Baylor. You got O-lineman Michael Tarquin from USC, defensive end Caden Woolard, Miami of Ohio, Florida State kicker Tyler Keltner, Jocelyn Malaska, the uh, Utah cornerback, Fabechi and Nawawu. Nawawu. Fabechi Nawawu, North Texas O-lineman, Bauer Sharp, the tight end from southeast Louisiana, Sam Franklin, running back Tennessee Martin, Purdue wide receiver Deion Burks, Des Malone, the cornerback from San Diego State, Spencer Brown, the offensive lineman from Michigan State. Now, out there, Zalance Hurd, offensive lineman from LSU, Terrence Ferguson, offensive lineman from Alabama, Casey Thompson, name, his name is still flirting around, floating around out there. Who will be the next portal edition for OU if you had to pick one right now? Would either be Thompson or Hurd? I'm going Casey Thompson. Okay. And you're still saying that the Sooners, you feel like they, they've got a solid shot from what you're hearing with Hurd right now. Yes, a solid shot. There you go. Now, I I don't know how much will change between now and his announcement, but that's – as of right now, there just hasn't been a whole lot new on that front in the last 36 hours or so. Yeah, OU's got a good shot. They feel good about where they stand with Lance Hurt. They don't know for certain. Nobody does. Was it really news, by the way, uh, late yesterday that Jalil Farouk and Trace Ford were coming back? Wasn't that pretty much known? 
Yeah, that wasn't news. Yeah. Again, like. Everybody's treating like, hey, folk, you know. I, I thought, okay, yeah, that's pretty much. Particularly with Trace Ford, we thought maybe there was a little question for a while with Jalil Farouk. But. that It is not news when a player with eligibility left returns. It is only news if a player declares for the NFL draft early or if the player is widely expected to declare for the NFL draft and instead decides to return. It was news with Danny Stutzman and Woody Washington and Billy Bowman for obvious reasons. Jalil Farouk, Trace Ford, where were those guys going to go? Yeah, I I just thought some of this stuff, it's kind of like the – Player who's out of, el- out of eligibility saying they're going to the NFL. Yes, or, Isaiah, you know. it was all over my Twitter feed. Isaiah Coe declares for the NFL draft. Well, <laughs> he didn't really have much of a choice yeah, now, did he? I know. it's Some of it's a little bit ridiculous. All right. Uh, any names to watch for a replacement for Lee Davis? She just announced she is leaving. I I have no idea. I uh, mean, that's- Myrtle McGillicuddy is I, – I mean – that's a tough one. I mean, you don't have a list of potential replacements for Lee Davis. Parker's looking at me like, uh, no. Yeah, no, I, no I, don't, I don't really keep a short list. <laughs> as far as is there an Elite 11 camp or somewhere you can yes, go? Not to, to, not to diminish Lee Davis's <laughs> role as director of on-campus recruiting, but – I, I don't really keep short lists of, oh, if Oklahoma has the director of on-campus recruiting position open, Wait a here's minute. the short list. Four-star from Kansas City, Cindy Cindy Franklin. Four-star has offers from, I mean, I don't know. is there, Who knows? That's a tough one to answer, Topher B. Yeah, that's just it's one of those roles where a lot of the work is done behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so those individuals, their names aren't out there in the public eye as much so as coaches. Patty so Gasso yeah, it's will replace Lee Davis. A listener the 918 wants to know, is Jake Roberts related to Jake the Snake Roberts? Jake Roberts is Jake the Snake Roberts. How long do you think he's heard that? Probably a while. We're probably not the first to bring that up. When the doctor spanked his booty, he probably said, here's your Jake the Snake Roberts right here. Isn't that his name, Jake? Well, he's now the snake. So um, anybody else that is out there, Heard Ferguson, Casey Thompson, we think is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Is there anybody else out there? No. For the moment, no. I don't know. I think I just saw a paywall smile. Grin. I, th- I think at this point, Steely, we are close enough to the beginning of the spring semester that Oklahoma is going to see what happens with Zalance Hurd, see what happens with Terrence Ferguson, obviously try to close out the Casey, the Casey Thompson pursuit, and then pack it in and wait till the post-spring window. Jake the Snake Roberts is actually from Oklahoma. I did not know that. I... Uh... I lost some interest in wrestling. I The final days for me were like Dusty Rhodes, Cowboy Bill Watts, Skandar Akbar, and the Mass Medics. That was a long time ago. I have no idea who any of those people are. You, nor should you. But 
But I left wrestling, and not that I, you know, if you like pro wrestling, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's fine. That's great. But, and I love JR. JR's the best, the absolute best, Jim Ross. But for me, it ended when I was about, I don't know, 12 years old or so. Not that anybody cares. Parker, ladies and gentlemen, will be going to find uh, scouting the combine to see Lee Davis, who's going to replace Lee Davis. That's the first time we we haven't had that uh, question before. And not that it's a legit question, but it's very difficult to answer. Okay, Oklahoma Generator, thank you very much for sponsoring hour number two. We appreciate them. 405-321-6631, online at okgen.com. Get out there and play with your wild card today at Riverwind. Get five times the entries for the big promotional drawing happening on Friday, the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.